Do your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America. Good morning to you and beyond the fruited plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program, your source, common sense, conservative values. It is not negotiable. You get it. Five days a week, 15 hours of broadcasting honesty every single week. So delighted to have you. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, we had a decision to make last night in our house. We have soccer, cup soccer for our youngest sons. And so they do conditioning and skills training and and et cetera, et cetera, outside while the weather holds and inside in a couple facilities that are pretty close to our house. It's it's not inconvenient usually, except this particular practice was, was moved. The time was moved. And it was going to be about a half hour away from 9 o'clock until 10 o'clock at night on a Tuesday night. Now, I wake up at 2.33 in the morning. I can't do that. But beyond that, I looked at my husband and he looked at me and I said, that's just too late, Joe. Look, I I want to do everything. I think we should try to do what we can. The kids have whittled down their sport to one. And thank God. (laughs) Right. We're going to focus on that one thing. But by golly, 9 until till 10 o'clock at night is too late. And so we had a family dinner instead. We denied the, the request for us to come. Said, I'm sorry. Does not work with our schedule. Before it was 7 to 8. 7 to 8.30. We can do that. I can do that. We had to put our foot down. America needs to put its foot down. Parents need to put their feet down. We need to wake up and we need to remember what it's like to be active. To be the leaders of our homes. Look, I know we're all running around. The majority of us are dual income families, whether we like to be or not. It is the way of the economy and it has to happen. But our children are the most precious commodity in this country. It's not gas. It's not oil. It's not gold. It is our children. It is the future of tomorrow. It is every hope that we have. It is everything that we do. We do for that. To one day pass it on, to give the baton to the people we love most in the world who we've taught and we've cultivated to be good people who do the right thing, who know right from wrong. And these people in our lives, teachers, administrators, 
sometimes doctors, sometimes strangers, our government, our elected quote-unquote leaders. They have a much different idea of our families and our most precious people in them, our children. And it's time we rise up and we take our kids freaking back. If you're going to have kids coming home for Christmas from college, I do. He comes home tomorrow. This is the time. This is the dinner time to reclaim. This is the family time to get back. Because we need to know what our kids have been hearing. Who has been teaching you? What what sorts of lessons are you learning? Because I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the more I pay attention, the less value I see in an awful lot of quote-unquote education out there. The point is no longer to teach. It is to corrupt, to mold, to create the next clone trooper, to indoctrinate, to groom, to normalize what is abnormal, and to set free a new wave of activism. And these people are on campuses all over. These people... These young kids demanding this, demanding that, who have done nothing to contribute to our country, nothing, but who demand constantly, call me by my pronouns. I can say whatever I wish, but you must be silenced. This is learned behavior. And I'm going to go with, they didn't learn it from you. So my friends, we've got some deprogramming to do we need that family unit front and center now we need to get back to the good old days where it was a prideful thing to spend two hours in the kitchen cooking dinner because it's in those moments around the stove where people start to drift into the kitchen and sit down where conversations begin where we get to hear who these people in our lives are. I say this as I'm looking at a rundown today of stories that just go to show you how far gone this left is. It is not, I believe, a salvageable salvageable faction of our society. I believe people who are triggered, who are angry, who are active, are off the cliff. I'm worried about the people on the march. And I believe each of us has one of them, at least in our lives, that we need to reel in. And we reel that in with good old-fashioned family. Up until now, my friends, I have not been at all in the holiday spirit. Are you all decorated out? I, I haven't done a darn thing. We went to go get our Christmas tree. The lot, our school lot that sells them as the fundraiser. Trees are $160. I'm sorry. I'm not a cheap individual, but I'm not paying $160 for a Christmas tree. And it might sound Scrooge-like, but I'd rather go to the home improvement store around the corner that's got them for 60 and not feel so wrangled in my pocketbook. And because of all of this, I can hardly listen to a Christmas carol. It does not feel like Christmas is three weeks away. I've put up not one decoration. I haven't even ordered our family Christmas card. Usually it's a cute picture of the boys or a dumb picture of them to make everybody feel better about their pictures. 
I haven't done that. Not one. And I feel not one iota of remorse about it. A fact is a fact. You hear in, in California, Gavin Newsom decided to pull the plug on the big tree lighting ceremony, wherever it was, Sacramento, whatever. Because, because pro-Hamas people might come and, and interrupt it. This is why I say we need parents to start freaking acting like parents again, not pushovers. These children are our creations, and this path that they're on is a direct representation of our either success or failure. So which side do you want to be on? Canceling a family tradition because crybaby jag active jerks who don't know anything except what they've been indoctrinated to believe are going to go and disrupt it. That is where an entire community joins together and says, oh yeah, I guarantee you our family love of the season and the tradition and our children is far stronger than your little malignant display of suck. And we, were, we will overwhelm you. And we will overwhelm you with flags of America, not Palestine. You want to go celebrate Palestine? Go move to Palestine. See how that works for you. Until then, be a contributing member of society or sit down and shut your mouth because the American grown-ups out here are so freaking tired of it. That is what needs to happen. America has lost its family. And that's the point. Open up the Communist Manifesto. How many of the items in there, how many of these communist objectives, get, you know, relayed to Congress in 1963 during McCarthy? How crazy was that guy? Seems pretty smart to me now. How many of those items are about destroying what works in this country? Because this country is predicated on the fabric of the family, of mom and of dad. Even in gay relationships, there is one same-sex couple, one same-sex member of that couple who espouses the values of the mother versus the father. It's called parents. It's called teamwork. It's called staying together, working it out, not disposing of that, of sticking to vows, of believing in that. And working every single day to put out the best example for your kids. And someday, my golly, we fail miserably. But we get back at it the next day and we keep swinging. The American family. It all hinges on that. And so if you have time this holiday season, if there's anything to get you, to get me, to get we the people in the spirit of the season, it is to remind ourselves that our children are our most precious, precious beings. And there's no way these people are gonna take them away from us, period. Tell you what happened in Congress yesterday. It was a show in multiple chambers. And we've got it all for you on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Mm-hmm. 
Jim Jordan, HeadlineDailyCaller.com. Jim Jordan launches investigation into Georgia DA prosecuting Trump for colluding with January 6th committee. Wait, let me get this straight. <laughs> Wait, what? You've got Fannie Willis, the deranged, Trump derangement syndrome afflicted, George Soros funded, progressive, noxious, toxic woman, Fannie Willis. <laughs> Working with Benny the Walrus Thompson, head of the January 6th committee. Trying to share information that could benefit Fannie Willis's prosecution of Donald Trump for quote-unquote election interference. Because you know in America, it is illegal, beyond the pale, for you to question what the establishment tells you. Donald Trump said, I don't believe your election results. I believe that a lot of folks have some questions about that. Got discrepancies rolling in from a lot of different areas. Carrie Lake certainly highlighting Arizona. Pennsylvania was a crap show. Georgia debacle. We could go on and on. The list goes on and on. But in America today, you're not allowed to do that. Instead, no matter who you are, you can be slapped with an indictment charged with criminal counts of meddling in elections, which is code for we rigged it. So you guys follow this, right? November 3rd, 2020 was the crime scene. January 6th, 2021 was the smokescreen. Everything since then has been a frantic cover-up with the intent to render Donald Trump ineligible to be the 47th president of the United States. It's all about that. So there's a letter that Fannie Willis in 2021 wrote to Benny Thompson, 2022, whatever it was. Hey, I know y'all are looking into stuff with the committee. You guys are doing the January 6th stuff. You've got all these witnesses and video testimony, blah, blah, blah. Anything that you have that can help me, you think, you know, as I'm putting together this case that I'm working on to drop right before the general election, I would really appreciate that. And so what did, what did Fannie Willis get? Did she get to see all of the depositions of all of the witnesses called before the January 6th committee? Did she read all the transcripts? Did her team review the materials that have now disappeared? Because Benny Thompson and those lackeys thought, well, why would we save it? Well, you destroyed it because it was damning to you. And we know that. See, in America today, Trump derangement syndrome justifies destroying records and video depositions with hundreds of witnesses. Fannie Willis gets to access these records that Trump cannot now use or see. And that is... An obvious textbook denial of due process. And so one must also ask if Jim Jordan is going to look into Fannie Willis and we're going to subpoena some of her records. Give us all your emails that you sent to this January 6th committee as you guys got in bed together with the sole intent to destroy Donald Trump, of course, but to also smokescreen what really happened on January 6th where feds were crawling all freaking over the Capitol building. Where you ensnarled people, invited them into your lair to then have all these cameras capture them and then try to put the cameras away. No, no, no. You can't see that because there's a real story. We want to be able to cherry pick what you can see. We want you to cherry pick this testimony. 
We're going to put up our star witnesses, nobody that refutes our narrative. And the people who do refute that narrative, their depositions, their video is going to disappear. You see that, yes? Of course you do. I wanted to play this for you. Oh, Dick. What a Dick Durbin, right? Dick Durbin, we know he's put the kibosh on allowing Marsha Blackburn to subpoena the Epstein Lolita Express travel logs. Who was on the plane? Who was going to his island? Who was trying to bang young girls? What was going on? Who is it? Fox News runs into Durbin yesterday in the hallway and came up with this. Listen. Chairman Durbin, can I ask you a quick question? Um, why won't you subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? So who are you? Hillary Vaughn with Fox. With Fox, of course. Of course. Uh, I don't know anything about his flight logs. But why won't you subpoena them? Why don't you want to know? I don't know the issue. I know who Epstein was, but I certainly don't know anything about the issue. Well, he was charged with sex trafficking, so why don't you want to know who was utilizing his never private plane? Never been raised by anyone. Ooh. Senator Blackburn has wanted to subpoena them, and there hasn't been a vote in your committee. said a word to me. Not, Not a, a word. word. Never. Aren't you curious, like, what high-profile or powerful people might be closeted predators and pedophiles? Doesn't that concern you? Of course. Of course. So why won't you subpoena them if you can? It's the first time anyone has raised it. Thank you, Fox. I've never so heard anything. You, Thank you, Fox. Are you, you curious Fox. about it? Will you do it? Gets into the elevator. Let the elevator door close. Let's just remind him. Nobody's ever said anything to me. This is the first I'm hearing. Well, except back on November 9th when Senator Blackburn dropped this. I understand you made some statements about the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs. I had not spoken to you one time about this issue. Since we're in the business of issuing subpoenas now, here are a few more that I've filed. A subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate to provide the flight logs for his private plane. Given the numerous allegations of human trafficking and a sexual abuse surrounding Mr. Epstein. Oh, Dick. Do you remember now? Do you remember that Epstein talk? I know nothing about him. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Who are you? I'm Fox News. Of course you are. Oh, this inconvenience. Don't let us get in the way of the Beltway bribery scheme, of your scumbaggery, Dick. Oh, it's a shame that we have that audio. What are you trying to cover up? What are you trying to cover up, Dick? When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio Network, when you hear that this is the National Women's Law Center president speaking, you know that women and young girls across this country better be very afraid we'll explain why next you know that we're screwed when the organizations whose names suggest they actually care about us are are just fronts for the real fraud the progressive ideology of suck that they push Are you guys familiar with the National Women's Law Center? Now, at first blush, you would look at that National Women's Law Center to make sure women are protected under the law. Well, who wouldn't be for that? I would hope that there would be a National Men's Law Center. There isn't. And that's not what the National Women's Law Center is anyway. it's, It's a front for fringe, outrageous activism. 
and it's not about women. It is about degrading women, demoralizing women for trans dudes who want you to think that they're women. This is what Katanji Braun Jackson was greasing two years ago when she failed to be able to describe basic biology. What is a woman? And we were like, you're joking, right? Isn't that crazy that this has been this has been in the works for how long? You need a fringe group. You need a victim. You need a reason to rally that's going to prompt some kind of a social justice fad. Cue all of the users on TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat. Make that the new in thing to do. You must be for this if you have value in our eyes. Don't be an individual. Don't read beyond the headline. Do as we say, which is always fueled by emotion and a twisting of facts. So here's this National Women's Law Center. What are they all about? Why are we talking about them? Well, some woman who's the president of the National Women's Law Center, black woman, right? Of course. Of course. She's going to speak before a committee talking about Title IX. Changes to Title IX. What is Title IX? Well, even a rough cursory knowledge of it. It's some protections for women in sports. Protections for women in sports and thankfully for men's sports, predominantly football, where a huge chunk of proceeds are siphoned from women's athletics in college award certain sports scholarships, opportunities for women that, quite frankly, are not mirrored on the men's side. That is what Title IX is. It is some kind of a creation of opportunity through and off of the backs of men's sports. This is why when Megan Rapino demands equal pay, nobody's coming to your game, sister. Sorry. It's not sexist. It's realist. Period. So the National Women's Law Center fights for gender justice. What the hell does that mean? Again, nebulous, fuzzy, open to your interpretation. What it really means is it's not fighting for women because we're not seeing all the women's libbers out there. The ERA gals of the 70s apparently are asleep at the wheel. They don't care that a bunch of dudes are invading women's sports. National Women's Law Center is going to make the case before a congressional committee That's chewing the idea of Title IX changing to prohibit, to prevent discrimination of dudes who think that they're chicks and want to perform with the ladies. Think about that. All women athletes need to be inconvenienced so that the infinitesimal number of men who didn't make it, like Will Thomas didn't make it in the pool as a dude, but as a chick, he's number one. We're going to bend over backwards to accommodate. And by the way, if your daughter or granddaughter gets clobbered by one of these women who are actually men in sports, well, that's just part of the deal. I want you to hear this story. This is the Daily Wire. Sparks fly between Riley Gaines and Dem Rep during hearing on Biden proposal to rewrite Title IX. Look at what they're trying to do. We're going we're gonna to blur the lines between men and women. And all of you girls out there who aren't comfortable with a man walking around naked or unclothing, 
disrobing, showering and changing in their presence. Well, you're just too prude. Time to get with the times. Representatives and witnesses highlighted concerns for girls and women during a contentious hearing on Tuesday, challenging the Biden administration's proposed changes to Title IX, which would effectively broaden the definition of sex to include gender identity. The proposed changes would rewrite Title IX in such a way that policies banning biological males who identify as trans from competing with or against females would now be in violation of law. Guys, it's never it's never equal. These people don't want equal. We don't want to be treated equally. We want extra. That is the difference. The rule would be applied to public K through 12 schools, colleges, universities and other institutions that receive federal funding. So that's going to bring us back to this National Women's Law Center. One would think, wrongly, of course, because you live in Realville, that the lady who's in charge of the National Women's Law Center would be there to say, you know what, Houston, we've got a disconnect here because if you've got junk going on in your drawers, you ain't a woman. And you shouldn't swim against us. And you shouldn't spike a a volleyball in our face. And you shouldn't be doing anything against us you'd think that's what she would say but that's not what she's going to say this woman's name is fatima goss graves and marjorie taylor green gets her hands on her and it's great this is after riley Gaines has testified look i competed against a dude i walked around with will thomas and his penis in the locker room and you think that's okay and then i was attacked as i went to go speak out about it on a college campus and you think that's okay None of this is okay. You all are living in crazy town. Here's Marjorie Taylor Greene, number one. And she's going to say to this woman, who's the president of the National Women's Law Center. Again, her name is Fatima Goss Graves. And she's going to walk this woman, Marjorie Taylor Greene is, into a bit of a conundrum. Go. You mentioned that you're a fan of Serena Williams. Is that right? I am. I'm a Williams sister fan. I'm a tennis fan. I'm actually a fan of most sports. I grew up playing sports and in a family that understood that there is so much value in playing sports, whether you're the best or not the best. I agree with you. And I'm a fan of Serena Williams, too. I think she's strong. I think she's powerful. And I think she's beautiful. In 2013, Serena Williams stated, if I were to play Andy Murray... I would lose six to zero, six to zero in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. No, it's true. It's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster and they serve harder. They hit harder. It's just a different game. So sounds like she couldn't, she doesn't think she could beat men either. Factually correct. You could take a high school boy and you could put him up against an Olympic female athlete. And the boy who is stronger, who is faster, who biologically is built differently, who has different muscle mass, whose hips are made differently, whose shoulders are different, whose arms are different, that boy will easily beat the female Olympian. Period. Didn't they have a group of like eighth grade boys who beat the women's World Cup team? 
This is not rocket science. It's called biology if we get back to the basics. Audio soundbite number two. You say we're dehumanizing trans athletes by preventing them from living in a farcical world in which they can pretend to be something physically, biologically, God-givenly, they are not. Go. But let's talk about some of your comments. You said that uh, this is attacking and dehumanizing on trans. Um, Miss Goss Graves, how do you think Miss Gaines felt? Do you think she felt dehumanized being forced to undress in front of men in her sports or attacked? Here's what I think. That's about a yes the, or no question. Yes. But I, if I could Being forced to undress in front of Madam a man, Chairman, isn't that dehumanizing or attacking? I answer this question, Madam Chairman, because I actually think this is really, really important. Mm. The issue of privacy in locker rooms and in bathrooms, there's a wide range of So you feel like Ms. Gaines should have had privacy? To address that. You could put up a curtain. You could put up a door. You could have rotations. Put up a curtain. Put up a door. Have rotations. Jump through hoops. Put in roundabouts. Put in cones. Slow down traffic. Make everything suck for drivers. Let bikers go through. Do you see the, do you see the pattern? Or you could just say you're a dude. Go compete with dudes. That we're having congressional conversations about something this stupid is offensive to me. As we've got, what, 20,000 Chinese nationals who've walked across our border since Thanksgiving? What is it? Right? When Dick Durbin wants to allow them to become our military. And we're having a conversation if someone with a penis should be able to swim against women. Are you out of your mind? Well, yes, you are. That's where we are. Audio soundbite number three. This is interesting because Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to say, wait a minute. Uh, hey, Riley Gaines, how does it feel to be in a locker room with a dude and to be the one who has to change to accommodate crazy? Go. Miss Gaines, did you feel attacked and dehumanized? I certainly did. Uh, and in swimming locker rooms, there are no curtains, there are no stalls, there are no doors. But there it could be. There could be curtains. This is, uh, uh, we, I reclaim my time. It's Miss Gaines right now. Uh, that would be restructuring our, how, we've, how I've competed in my entire 18 years of competing uh, for what we've described in this hearing today as such a small percentage of the population. We would restructure and uproot what we're used to and, and what works and... Um, allows us to be, I think we can all agree, a locker room in general is not a, is not a comfortable place, even, of course, in dressing in front of all women. But growing up a swimmer in that environment, again, for 18 years of my life, you, you become comfortable being vulnerable in that environment. And I had, and my teammates and my competitors, we had our vulnerability stripped from us by the leaders of the NCAA uh, and, again, those who implemented this policy. Think about your eighth-grade daughter. Changing clothes. We don't let boys in our girls' bedrooms. We don't allow sleepovers of our boys and girls. Whether or not we think anything is going to happen, it's absolutely not acceptable. But they're saying it's okay for your eighth grade daughter to be able to shower and change in front of a boy who pretends to be a girl. And if your girl has a problem with that, well, she's got a decision to make. Are you mad? But you've got to hear the sound. Riley Gaines with 
Pennsylvania representative, Summer Lee. Hey, great job, Pittsburgh. You sure picked a winner. I've got that next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So there's a there's a give and go here that I think is certainly important because Riley Gaines does this great job flipping the tables on this far left squad acolyte, Summer Lee, who's just a dope. After Riley is accused by Summer Lee of transphobic bigotry, you're just making up crap now because you suck so much you've got nothing left. You've sold what, whatever bit of your soul to the devil there's nothing left. Now you just got to make crap up as you go along. One of Congress's most radical Democrats made a poor decision by taking on former champion collegiate swimmer and women's rights activist Riley Gaines during this hearing Tuesday. Summerly accused Gaines of engaging in transphobic bigotry for daring to support bi- banning biological males from female sports. She says, I competed against a dude. It's unfair. It's idiotic. You know better. Wake up. You're damaging sports. You're hurting girls. And you lunatics on the left are letting it happen because you are awful human beings. Period. Well, you're a transphobic bigot. So Gaines responded with fire and ultimately flipped the tables completely. At which point, you're going to hear Summerlee bust into testimony. One of these Title IX ladies is speaking. Summerlee is going to bust in and, and call a point of order, which is basically saying, hey, stop everything. I want what Riley Gaines just said about me, and you're going to hear it in a moment, stricken from the record, except Summerlee doesn't know how the process works. So she interrupts everybody. It stops. All sorts of aides get up to go and try to whisper to Summerlee, well, that's not really what it what happens? You've got to do it this way. And they make her look like an idiot. Right? She is an idiot. And then Summer Lee has to say, oh, um, yeah, sorry, I retract that. So Brock has edited it down to take out the dead space. This gobbled up two and a half, three minutes of yesterday's hearing because Summer Lee is a moron. Here you go. The give and go between Summer Lee and Riley, Riley Gaines. Go. Such as teamwork and goal setting. In terms of mental health, studies show that participating in youth sports is associated with lower rates of anxiety and depression, lower amounts of stress, higher self-esteem and confidence. Women must stop. Inclusion cannot be prioritized over safety and fairness. And Ranking Member Lee, if my testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening monologue makes you a misogynist. Thank you. Madam Chair, excuse me, I move to have uh, the gentlewoman's words taken down. (laughs) Madam Chair, she's engaging in personalities. What the hell is that? Can I just ask how it's fair to be called transphobic? There's a thing. I would say men disguising themselves as women are engaging in personalities. Order. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Order, order. Let's let's get a ruling. The chair. Okay, I move to withdraw the point of order. You're an idiot. Summer Lee, you are a blank idiot. Okay? You know what you're doing is wrong. You know everything that you're about is wrong. And you justify it, and you're able to go home by being triggered, by being an activist, by being an agitator, by being a liar. 
And now you've been conned into being the newest freshman member of the squad. So you get to sit along with the likes of Rashida, impeach the MFR, to leave from the river to the sea is a unifying call for peace. Right. For Ilhan Omar, you get to buddy up with her and Ayanna Presley. Don't forget the leader of your progressive caucus of suck, Pramila Jayapal, which won't condemn, who won't condemn Hamas using rape as a terror technique. Summerlee is just settled up. She's come up to the table. Here she is. If you're not going to let men who are psychologically suffering say that they're women and compete as women, then you are a transphobic bigot. Friends, how do you have a country that has any semblance of health and focus and vision and prosperity and future when you allow morons who have nothing to bring to the table except their ire and activism when you let them come in to the House of Representatives or you allow them to serve in the Senate. And, and Riley Gaines, she never asked to be an activist. She was a, a, a collegiate champion, an, an NCAA champion swimmer who worked her butt off for 18 years of her life to tie Will Thomas masquerading in a one-piece bathing suit, which clearly shows he's not yet had his bottom surgery. She was able to take him in the pool and tie him. She knows exactly what's at stake. Moms and dads around the country know exactly what is at stake. What is to prevent the elementary school team from bringing in a boy who's going to masquerade for a little while as a girl onto the team? And what happens when that boy goes up for a shot and clobbers your daughter and injures her? Well, that's part of the risk of allowing crazy to be litigated into Title IX. Now, this is going to rear its ugly head coming up in the program as well. We're going to hear a little bit more from this Fatima Goss Graves. But when we come back, I want to talk about education in general. Education as the new indoctrination, yes or no, college president, is calling for the extermination of one kind of people. Violate your school's code of ethics. If the answer isn't yes, Houston, we have a problem. And we have a problem. And we'll go there next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. <laughs> 